Hello, you've reached Beyond Friends, a podcast through her eyes. I'm your girl, Peng, Mang Ti, and Sunny. And we're so happy to have you join us today. If it's your first time here, we're happy to have you. And if you've been here before, welcome back. Okay, I I just can't believe we just made an intro. That was that was a lot, y'all. Girl, I'm like cringing. Every word I said, my body was cringing. Oh my goodness. I cannot. I was like, I had to tap into so many people's energy just to be able to execute that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like low-key paying you like you're kind of a bad bitch, low-key. Like, you know, like you're like um in case you don't know, listener, my T and I always say that paying is low-key a tease because, like, yeah. you're very flirty and very, mm. like, sometimes you're just very sexual without knowing. But <clears throat> as the famous song by Salt and Pepper, they once said, let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about so, you. Sorry, not the musical one in this group. But I wanted to bring this topic onto the podcast because I know that when we first started this podcast, we were very much like, no sex talk, no talking about romance. We are professionals. <laughs> so, but I also think that we've grown more comfortable into this podcast and we've kind of like, you know, tease around in like previous episodes. So I was like, you know what? Why don't we just dedicate one episode to the start of talking about sex i like that i like that a lot i agree with you sunny i think that like even when we're doing this intro we're talking about how like cringy we felt and stuff like that and i think that sex has kind of been a taboo topic for us but i'm also very much about like talking about sex so that people are more aware i think sex is one of those things where like yeah it's okay to talk about it doesn't have to be such a taboo topic so where should we start I can kick off the first question. Maybe sh- should I go spicy or should I go soft start? Um, Hard. Oh. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I set you up for that for sure. Okay, I'll start off easy then. We'll, we'll just go easy. We'll do, let's do some foreplay first and then we can dig in. Uh, what was your first introduction to sex? How did you know it existed? My first introduction to sex. Hmm. I okay. Honestly, the inspiration of this intro, I feel like, was my first introduction to sex. It was like you know when you're a kid and you're just watching like TV late at night, and then like they have these like. A sex hotlines that you can call I think that was my first intro because I was like I was very much like why are they like giving us these random numbers to call and I remember one time I like me and my sisters were like you know what let's just call like I don't remember I think we we're like in middle school or something we're like let's just call because why are they always promoting this and we called and then like it's kind of like you're leaving voicemails I don't know if any of you have like called before, but you like 
you call and you dial a number and like I think your first like 15 minutes are free or something like that and then you dial it and they're like are you a boy or girl or something like that and then you like hit a number and then they're like okay leave like tell us your name and tell us what you want us to do and I was like my sister and I were like what what do we want them to do like what what are we supposed to ask or say and we were just like hi <laughs> we're sexy or something like we're just like kids we didn't really remember but then uh we like ended that like voice message and then like people who were like who are interested in that they will like match you by leaving you a voicemail with that uh through like the phone or something like that then if you like accept them you call and you guys can like talk to each other and I remember that was like the first time because I was just like, what is this? And I don't think we like, yeah, we didn't match with anybody because like our free time was like running up and we we're like, oh shit. Like, you know, back then it was like 9 p.m. as we can get the free phone calls. But also like these hotlines, they'd be charging you by like the minute or something. So we we're like, oh shit, we're not. So, like we just hung up before we got like any match. But that was my first time feeling like, feeling very much like, whoa, this is something like adult. Like, I'm doing something as a grown-up. But I also, I think, like, I didn't understand that that was a sex call. I think for me, my first introduction to sex, I'm, like, trying to think and I don't know what it is. I think one of it is, you know how, like, when you're kids and you somehow have these, like, really stupid jokes? So one of it is when, you know, how, like, you hold... You do kind of like the circle, the okay sign with your hand where like your thumb and your um, index finger make a circle. And then with your other index finger, you like stick it in that hole to indicate a penis going into a vagina. That's one because I remember as a kid, people would like do that and everyone would be like, ew, ew, why are you doing that? And I was like, what does that mean? And they were like, it's when you see Aya because I was like, my mom kids or like mom peers and they're like it's when you she I was like what the heck why would you do that so I think that was one I think growing up in like really weird and random like yeah I would kind of like hear about porn and like hear about what porn is I never like watched it sometimes I might see like the cover of it Especially because we, my family, we used to live by like a home, a movie rental place. And they had like the adult closet section. I was like aware of those things and aware like there's content like porn. It was interesting because I don't think that like in school, you know how like you have sex education. I don't know if, I don't remember my sex education class actually talking about sex. I remember talking about like pads, tampons, and um I think condoms but I don't even remember condoms that well thanks for sharing Minty you know as you both are sharing your stories I don't remember the first time I could actually pinpoint when um I was first introduced to sex I would say though the menstrual a woman's menstrual cycle education in third grade it happened to me in third grade by then I already knew what sex was and I already knew like penises and vaginas but speaking of okay so like we talked a little bit about like me and ping we talked a little bit about like sex education or more so i guess even for me like womanhood (laughs) education um about like periods and menstrual cycles and stuff like that did did your parents ever have the quote-unquote talk with you 
no yeah my parents never did I feel like my dad had it with my brothers but it was mm. more of a like you're a man this is what you gotta do like mm. that type of talk not a very like this is safe sex and this is what you should do <clears throat> yeah um uh, but when you both were talking about education I think I didn't get sex ed until like almost high school or like going in like my eighth grade year or something but we also like we excuse me we we talked more about like sex than period um and like it was really interesting because my school had like partnered with like a teen a teen like clinic or something and like they brought in like teen moms for us to talk to us and everything so it was very like oh okay (laughs) third grade was when we talked about um periods and stuff but it wasn't until I got to eighth grade where I was in um health education class and it was required to that's when we talked a little bit more about sex education and then that's when we watched the giving birth video that was a the other education aspect of it that I went through in school but you didn't get any from your parents you said Correct. Nothing from my parents. Everything was from school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. I think everything was from school. I agree. I think I was also in third grade. I don't remember if I was in third or fourth grade when we talked about menstrual cycles. Um, But then it wasn't until like seventh and eighth grade in middle school when we talked more about sex in um, health ed and health class um because especially because my school we actually had a lot of teen moms at my school and so they were like they actually were very strict on no pda and stuff like that at my school but from my parents i never really had a sex talk with them about like this is what you do this is how to have safe sex um and stuff like that but if anything my parents more so my mom the only type of sex talk we got was don't have sex. And the only type of sex talk we got was like, don't let boys touch you and don't let them take advantage of you. And then don't have sex in the house because it's not good for the spirits. I feel like I was in a similar situation with you, Mancy, Um, for my parents. But it wasn't about not having sex. It was more about not getting pregnant. My two oldest sisters, they got married really young. They also had kids really young too. So my dad was really strict on me and my sister to like finish our education and go to college and get a degree and don't don't be married. Don't, don't have kids until like after college, after my education. And so I feel like my parents really honed into me the importance of education. They were okay with dating. Not dating outside of the culture, though, but they were okay with uh, my sister and I dating as long as we continue to exceed in our education and not get pregnant and get married young. Hmm. That's really interesting. I feel like when we're talking about sex, too, I like I feel like I didn't grow up that much. I didn't grow up that much in the church, but a church was like pretty prevalent in my like life. And, like, that's what I heard a lot of, like, you know, like, you want to be a virgin. You want to, like, save it till marriage. So I, like, I I held that a lot, you know, when it came to, like, sex. I have a question for y'all, which is, 
when it, when did you start noticing your like your friends and your peers start talking about sex or like having sex? Mine was probably in elementary. Like, yeah, I guess like the interest of sex, having sex and stuff like that, that came that started coming up to me and my friends in I think sixth grade. Because we had this one friend in our friend group who she had a boyfriend and they were like always up on each other. They were like making out, kissing, like, you know, doing very, I don't know if they had sex already at that age, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did because they were like over at each other's places a lot too. And so I think that's when like my friends started talking about sex, which was still pretty weird to me because I feel like my school... Like, the school I went to in elementary, it was pretty, like, vanilla, I guess. And so a lot of people, that was, like, they were a very odd out couple type of thing. Like, they were seen as kind of, like, the the bad couple and, like, almost, like, dirty, you know, because of how sexual and how intimate they were and how much they were making out. And the teachers wouldn't let them go on, like, our sixth grade field trip together because teachers were scared that like they were gonna do something or like be together and go somewhere and do something and so they had to like be pulled apart a lot and so I think that's when I started seeing it from my group of friends and I remember feeling like I think at that point like I was still growing a lot too so I remember feeling really weird about it because I'm like oh my god like what is this because I feel like on one hand one my group of friends we're still like very innocent naive and like a lot of us or almost all of us had like not dated and on the other hand is like the other extreme of like someone who's very active and like sexual but we don't know if she's having sex you know so yeah honestly for me y'all if y'all don't already know I can be very oblivious and that has carried out through my whole life so Like, I am so oblivious, and I think I like to just be in my own, like, my own little world. Or, like, just, like, not really zone into, like, what what's around. Not, not really pay attention to things around me. So, honestly, to go back to your question, Sonia, about when did I first notice it around my group of friends? <clears throat> when did, like, the conversation of being interested and having sex started coming up? I would say when I was in middle school, there was like interest already, um, conversation was around it. But I would say that because I was very studious in middle school, I was never around it. I was never around drama. I was never around those kind of people. Um, And so I just happened to just not really care about it or hear about it. And then it wasn't until high school where it it became like more prevalent like i literally can see it literally like some group of friends a guy will go around like to each other friend and i'm just like damn i cannot do that i didn't yeah i didn't start to get into it or be more open to talking about it until college i think similar to you mine see mine started like mine started in fifth grade like really young Because I remember in fourth grade, it was like everybody was like wanting a boyfriend or everybody like started to date each other. And I think like throughout my whole life, I just always said to myself, like, 
I'm so young. Like, I don't want to, like, date. I don't want to, like, do all this stuff because these are, like, I think I saw, like, dating and, like, you know, like, PDA and stuff as, like, grown-up stuff. So I always told myself, like, oh, I'm I'm too young to do that. Like, I'm not going to participate in that. Um, But I had friends who would. And I just remember, like, it was even before, like, knowing what sex was. I just remember, like, in fifth grade, like, one of my classmates she like french kissed her boyfriend and that was like the talk of the century like everybody was like oh my god like she french him and everybody like it was just like the hot topic everybody was asking can you french do like how do you french like should we start learning how to french and it was like oh my god like we are fifth grader (laughs) such a nerdy kid i was like we are fifth graders guys like i know we're going into middle school but let's not talk about french kissing I think, like, also, I don't know if this is, like, I mean, now that, I, like, when I was younger, I knew it was, like, bad, too. But I had a lot of, like, classmates who were dating much older men and, like, or much older guys. Like, we were, like, middle school, and these people would be dating high schoolers. Some of them were even dating, like, people out of high school, you know. So I just remember, like, that's when I, I remember this one specific classmate, she had just transferred in. All the guys looked at her like she was a bad bitch, you know, like she was hot shit. And it was because she had the biggest boob in school. And like, that's all you can stare at. Like, she, she's like, re- not very small, but she had like really big boobs, you know. And all the guys were just like, damn, she's like hot as fuck. Da, da, da. And I was just like, damn, like, yeah, like maybe she is hot as fuck. Like, that's fucking cool. And then I remember like all the girls were just like talking to her and then she was like, yeah, I have a boyfriend. He's like 20 something. And we were like seventh graders, I think we were eighth graders at that time. And I just remember thinking to myself, like, wait, what? He's like 20 something. What do you mean? That's weird. But um, she'd always get like dress coded because even when she wore like a regular shirt, her boobs were just too prominent. So it was like always that. But I, I remember this. Uh, I'm telling this story because she was the first girl that I remember everybody started talking about sex and it was surrounded by her because she was very like, she talked about it too. She talked about like having sex with her boyfriend and stuff. And um, I just remember I was like, what the hell? Like, this is crazy. Like, sex is only what I see in porn. <laughs> you know, like, it's only what I see in like, uh, like scary movies I literally that's where I feel like I saw sex the most was in scary movies so I was like this is so crazy that you guys are like having sex out in the wild that's so crazy Sunny I'm just like so shocked because <laughs> because it's illegal <laughs> I know what kind of predatory shit is that <laughs> crazy it but is I think, crazy yeah it is an interesting time though when you're like our age anywhere from like late elementary to middle school because that's when you're like hormones are like booming and so it's like everyone has like such a different experience because I agree I was like very much more studious me and my friends were and so to have that one friend it was kind of like oh my god what's going on who are we now but um earlier like Speaking of that age and speaking of Sunny, you mentioned earlier a little bit about like virginity and purity. Um, and it, you like mentioned about how you kind of got those ideas from the church and stuff like that. So 
do you did you guys like grow up with that type of culture talking about virginity and like purity and like keeping yourself pure and virgin for me i actually didn't lose my virginity until college and it was because i i valued like my purity at the time i valued my sexuality as well when i got into my first serious relationship and like within the first week i said to my boyfriend at the time i said to him straight up i said if you're looking for sex you won't get it from me um because i want to save it for uh my husband i want to save it for marriage i want to save it for someone who i see my future with and if you wanted something easy something quick uh you won't get that from me sorry that sound is so boring but that's what i said to him and uh he took it as he took it very cool and he appreciated and respected my decision and he waited for me until i felt comfortable which i really appreciate because i know so many people so many girls um around my age who when they gave it up to their partner or whoever uh, it wasn't like a decision that they wanted to. Um, and so I feel like I got super lucky to be with somebody who respected me in that way to wait until I was ready to do that. And honestly, I did not get that viewpoint and that perspective of sex and virginity um, from my parents. <laughs> I got it from dramas dramas and watching shows um mainly at the time it was from thai dramas because i watched a lot of thai drama thai lacons and i think i don't know why but i think in the thai dramas there's a lot of like there's a lot of like kiss and slap scenes and i'm just like i don't i i just didn't want to feel that and so yeah I just kind of waited until I was ready. I feel like similar to paying like virginity, like it meant like being pure and it, like I think like it just means like, you know, yeah, like how my mom would describe it to, to me, right? Like she'd always say like, you know, I don't know if like all moms do this, but <laughs> my mom was always like, I never had sex until I was with your dad. So you have to like learn how to like save your body for your husband and then obviously as I got older she was like man fuck your dad <laughs> don't wait for a man you know like go out and explore obviously because they had a divorce and everything too but I I just always thought like that you had to um like yeah this is something that you save for your husband right um and I think like to some degree like it felt like it was it feels like you're serving your husband even though you haven't met them yet and like you don't know who they are and I was just like yeah I but I think as I got an older I feel like I guess I'm like still still like questioning it because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm someone who is very like uh sex positive and like if my friends want to like go out there and you know do their things I'm always like oh yeah girl like you do that I'm, sometimes I'm like yeah I I like definitely do that too but I think when it comes <laughs> down to it I'm very like yeah I'm good <laughs> I think I still like to this day I still have that like similar mindset to like when I was like a kid you know mm-hmm. of feeling very like okay like 
I still have a long life ahead of me. Like, I don't want to like jump into these adult things yet. <laughs> so yeah, I think virginity is like such a hard thing to like understand. Because I remember one time all three of us were talking about it. And I think my sister was like, well, virginity is a construct. Like it doesn't like exist. It's just this idea that mm-hmm. we're holding. And I'm like, yeah, that is so true. And then I was like talking to my therapist about it. And my therapist was like, yeah, it's just a construct. And I was like, yeah, I get that. <laughs> it's, <laughs> oh, it's, it's hard so to like much. undo. Yeah. yeah. So. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I think that like, I don't remember exactly if my par- my parents or like my mom would ever say, save sex until marriage. I think because earlier I mentioned about how it was just don't have sex um which I think is kind of like don't have sex until you get married and stuff so I guess so but then definitely like I got that messaging from my peers more and even from like older people like the media from older cousins siblings and stuff like that is like oh be a virgin you have to like save yourself until marriage and like not have sex until you get married and for me like I was kind of always like oh my god okay okay that's that's what we have to do right and then um also like I remember when as like time went on especially in middle school and stuff like that people would kind of talk about and ask like would you have sex before marriage and stuff and then I would be like um I don't know I mean yeah I guess because in my head it's like that's what people say is the right thing to do so I guess I'll wait till marriage and then it didn't happen I didn't wait till marriage and so like yeah so I feel like virginity was always a thing where it's like oh I guess that's the right thing to do until it wasn't the right thing to do anymore for me and I was kind of like oh well like it happened so can't reverse it so whatever I don't Mm -hmm. care and then Mm -hmm. I got into college and that's when I took like my gender sexuality women's studies classes and we like dove into the construct Mm -hmm. of virginity and I was like yes yes like this all makes so much sense why the fuck was I getting slut shamed why the hell was I getting all this pressure to save myself for like a man or like Mm -hmm. a person why was I not able to like express myself sexually and stuff like that just because it's like less womanly or like promiscuous Mm -hmm. and like had a bad Mm -hmm. connotation when at the end of the day virginity is a construct to suppress women and so Mm -hmm. that's like that's where I'm at with it now is like bro fuck that if you want to have sex have it but obviously be safe I think I do have like I do still have feelings about like kids doing it because at the same time again I just want them to be aware and like um be Mm -hmm. safe about it and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so yeah be educated yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I think for me I I don't have much an opinion on virginity um but my opinion on sex is <clears throat> and this only applies for me is is very emotional for me mm-hmm. sex is such a emotional thing for me that i value it that so much because it's like for me i'm giving a part of myself to you and i honestly I, the people out here like breaking hearts and like homegirl's heart is too fragile that I really need to trust someone I need to really trust that they won't hurt me for me to like really be able to like go go there with them because for me sex is so emotional Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I know that it's not emotional for everyone Mm -hmm. yeah I think it's like interesting because 
something I also think about, which I don't think it's like bad to do it, is like, I don't think it's bad to save your first kiss or like bad to save your first time if you're waiting to, you know. I just don't like the construct of saving it for a man or saving it because you need to be pure or holy or whatever. But if you are saving it, something I think about is like, does that does that add more pressure when you save it, you know? Because it's like, how will you know who the right person to give your first kiss to is, for example? Because what if when you do and it turns out to be someone who you don't end up like, like it ends up like really bad or something how do you kind of recover from that you know because then it's like you you waited all this moment for this one special moment but then it gets destroyed so easily like how I don't know how do you recover from that (laughs) I know I know because like because sometimes when you think about your first anything you fantasize and romanticize how Mm -hmm. great it would be and how great it could be but I also think about you know you're setting up expectations that can be unrealistic yeah yeah I think that's what I do yeah yeah and so by when you do that you at the end of the day you are putting yourself at risk for being disappointed Mm -hmm. uh, for having those expectations because if those expectations don't meet it then you end up having feeling like why the fuck did I just do that (laughs) right right but then I guess it could also go the other way too, right? It's like, mm-hmm. if you do get fucked over by that person, then you're like, man, why didn't I keep waiting or something? That's actually something I want to talk about too is I feel like now I don't view virginity as like something that is like pure in a sense. You know, like I think I grew up viewing it like that, but I don't know. This sounds, Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like sometimes I view sex as like if I was to have sex with somebody who like who like doesn't respect me and I'm okay with that then I think that's okay if that makes sense like if I'm like I'm like you know what like I'm solely here just to have sex and I know you are solely here to have sex I think that's okay but I also view it as like if somebody is like if I'm like, I'm here to have sex, but also to connect with you, and the other person is, I'm here to have sex, and if I'm like, you know what, like, I'm gonna just have sex with them, because they've kind of hinted at me that they're gonna come around, and they're going to, like, start to, like, want to build this emotional bond, that's where I kind of view, like, having sex as, like, uh, or having that type of sex as, like, disrespectful, and like mm-hmm. I think that's how I kind of view it too like I don't want to like I don't want to disrespect myself mm-hmm. like it's more so about like the type of connection you're seeking at that time or like yes. with that person too at that time and with that person yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's weird I think I talked about it to y'all before too but like when I like when I actually like somebody like I don't want to do any like PDA or like like, I don't want to, like, hold them or kiss them or all these stuff. Because I feel like maybe maybe this is still, like, the virginity, purity culture. Um, as, like, their effect on me. But I sometimes I just feel like, oh, like, I don't want to, like, ruin this moment by adding, like, these sexual natures into, like, this kind of, like, really great moment that we're having without even, like, 
having to be physical. That's interesting. That is interesting. I feel like I'm the opposite. Mm. Yeah, like I actually do like PDA and I do like affection. And I feel like, I feel like if you can give as a guy I'm talking to, or just someone that I'm talking to, if you give me a sense of security that your feelings for me are, are sincere, then like, I'm, let's hold hands, let's hug. And like, I'm okay with doing that in front of people. I'm okay doing that out in public. Because for me, I feel like that's a sense of like, a connection to make me feel like safe, that you are here with me. And so like for me, I, I would like for my partner to hold my hand wherever we go. Because mm. I want I want to feel like uh, no matter I want I want to feel from him through wow <laughs> I'm blushing. I want to feel like, you know, no matter how many people are in this space in this room, that like your sole focus is me. That you you will always have me in mind, just from like the simple touch on my elbow or the the hand on my back or like <laughs> like i'm all about that oh my god <laughs> yeah that's it too, actually i actually like okay there's like i feel like for me there's different levels of pda i'm not trying to like fucking make out in public but <laughs> i think like holding hands occasionally hugging or like doing the little arm thing or like doing the you know back rubs stuff like that um I actually really enjoy I think that like for me it's like also a sense of like being content with being in with that person especially in public having almost like pride might be a too strong of a word but almost having a sense of pride in that relationship and like being with that person and being like oh yeah this is my person like I'm I'm happy Mm -hmm. to be with them I'm proud Mm -hmm. to like show them off type of thing but Mm then um because then I feel like for you for what you said though Sunny like my question to you would be like does every physical touch have to be sexual yeah I think so let me clarify though like I'm I like I'm so down for like hugging and holding hand but I would just never well not never is a strong word I would like I just dislike kissing them and like doing all those things because I'm just like let's not like we're having such a great time talking being in this moment like let's not add something physical into here because like it it doesn't need that like we don't need that you know and I I I understand some people are like wait but like if you don't do that like do you like me and all these things and I feel like pretty confident to say like I like you enough to know that I don't want to like do those things with you you know but like that doesn't mean that like I like you any less and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know I think I like obviously this is like some like attachment issues that I like <laughs> I have to because I feel like with like somebody who I definitely know like we are not here for the long run we are here for a good time <laughs> like I feel like for those people I'm like more content to do like to kiss them in public and to do all those stuff because I'm like girl we are not here (laughs) we're not gonna be here for long but I feel like with somebody where I feel like it's gone beyond that or like there is like hinting or there there is like the sense of like feeling from both parties that like it can grow beyond that then I'm like wait 
let's not do it yet like let's be like let's hold these moments and like cherish them you know like I don't want to like just do all these stuff right here and now like we we can pace it out we have a long journey ahead of us but <laughs> somebody who is like one hit and go then <laughs> you know it's like let's one hit and go yeah, I need some clarifying uh, situation. I need to clarify this situation here. So, Sunny, are you talking about, you know, like, doing that, the, the intimate kissing stuff in public early in the relationship and, like, just the talking stage or, like, just the get-to-know-you stage or, like, the lovey-dovey stage of re- the relationship? Or are you talking about throughout the whole time of the relationship, no matter how long you have been with them? Okay, let me let me know if I'm answering your question correctly. But I don't feel like it's talk. I don't. I guess maybe I was talking a bit about like duration, but I also feel like intimacy doesn't like. Uh, like obviously I wouldn't want to do it, in the talking stage at all, because I feel like, I think it's similar to how I feel with pet names, right? Like, like don't be calling everybody out here. <laughs> <laughs> babe and stuff like what are you crazy <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> that's how I feel because I'm I'm just like we we are nobodies to each other like we have not claimed each other so like let's not like start let, I, I, I don't know sometimes I just feel like when you start to get into like that type of like routine or like habit of like calling a person you're talking to like these like nicknames and all these stuff then it then it's like questionable to me because I'm like, wait, but like, if we're doing all these things, but we're not like dating, then like, why are we doing all these things? So, um, yeah, I don't know if that was answering your question or not, but yeah. <laughs> I feel like it does, but also too, I think, let me ask a different way. So if you have been with your partner for like three years, would you still not want him to kiss you and be intimate with you in public? around a lot of people I think at that point like maybe I would have like warmed up to it you know about a year one yeah I think it really comes to like when we're just talking to somebody like I don't Mm. want to do like those type of stuff you know Mm, okay okay so more like in the early stages of the relationship you're just like a no PDA kind of okay Gotcha. Okay. to clarify if it was like oh one time and done type of guy like say you guys still went on a, on a date <laughs> before you guys went home to do whatever right so right. if you guys went on to a date and you were like you knew that it's just a date for fun but at the end of it you guys are gonna have fun and then that's gonna be it right so would you you said that like you wouldn't mind holding hands or like kissing in public with that person Oh, wait, actually, I take it back. I think I would, I would like, I'm happy to hold hands, but I would not kiss them in public. Okay, because I was going to say, I, I feel like... happy to kiss them, like, behind closed doors. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. that's, like, opposite for me, because I'm, like, if I go on a first date, and I, like, really don't vibe with this person yet, or, like, I feel very unsure, I do not want to be holding hands with nobody. What if somebody sees me? <laughs> I'm, I don't want to claim this person. Since we're like done on the virginity train, I wanted to kind of jump into like talking about how like today's society views sex and like what our like perspective of it too. 
I think I'm coming from this kind of like you know, Mindy, like you and I, we are we like we work with youth, and obviously like we both work with like different demographics of youth. I work with like K to twelve, and I think you predominantly work with like high school to college students. So like they're kind of like in different ranges of their life. But as we're also talking about sex, I'm like, dang, like. I like started thinking about it when I was in fifth grade. So when like sometimes I have a hard time looking at my like fourth graders or fifth graders, and I'm like, you cannot be talking about sex right now. You cannot be thinking about dating. But like, you know, they they are. And I think like it's hard for me as an adult to like accept that at times. And I remember um my high school English teacher, he was like, I don't want to like even talk to you, like think that you guys are having sex or kissing. Actually, at my school too, like we had a few like students who were pregnant, you know, like teen moms. So. I remember that's what he was just like always talking about to us, but uh, I bring this up because I feel like nowadays I see like sometimes I feel like sex is everywhere, like everywhere that I see, and maybe it's because like I have kids who are also like talking about it, but like it's more through like music and media. I just remember um, this spring when I was teaching my first graders. And last year I taught them they were kindergartners, no, but I was teaching them. I think we were just, we just had our first intro meeting, and then suddenly they were really bored and they started singing Cardi B's "WAP," and they were just singing it, and I was just like, "What the heck?" And I I looked at them and I was like, "Do you know what that means?" Like in my head, and then um one of the girls she caught me looking at them and she started laughing and she's like, "Oh my god, like let's stop singing because Miss Sunny is looking at us," and I was like. And then I think that's when I asked. I was like, "What are you singing? Like, why? Are, like, do you know what you're singing?" And they're like, "Yeah, we know what we're singing." And they're like, very like shy about it. But I also was just like, "Do these kids actually know what they're singing about?" Like, so I, sometimes I think about like how sex is like more prominent now. But maybe it's just because I'm older and I finally understand the context of sex, right? Or like under these underlying meanings that like these TV shows and stuff are talking about. Yeah, I feel like sex has always been there. I think sex is still out there a lot, and it has always been out there a lot. I think now there's more messaging and initiatives for quote unquote like sex positivity, though. So I think like the image of sex has changed over time. I think maybe it's because now that we're older, maybe are more okay with sex. That has changed too. That like it's weird because I feel like because sex is known to be a like adult activity, it's weird to hear and see about it. Like from youth, I do feel like women especially have been more vocal about like being okay with having sex, and I think like that that concept of virginity and like purity has dissipated a little bit because of those things, but um. I do, I do feel you though that like sex is still very prevalent in our culture, and I think it's because like it's very interesting. Like sex does sell, you know. Like mm-hmm. people are so attracted to sex and sexual things. Yeah, that's true. It reminds me of what my therapist said to me. She was like, "The sooner um, we accept that like humans are just sexual beings in nature, like the sooner we can like." accept sex in our life mm-hmm. and like break down the construct of virginity and purity culture yeah okay I have a quick question that's like not really related to that topic but kind of related mm-hmm. to like 
purity culture, I guess. Like, do you care about your partner's body count? And would you ask? I think I don't really care. When I was younger, though, I was very much like, my husband has to be a virgin because I'm a virgin and I'm waiting for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it'd be unfair if like he like has sex before me. Uh, but I think as I've gotten older, I'm like, but yeah, it it doesn't matter to me. And I don't, I don't think I would ask, but I feel like it would be something fun to know. What about you? I think um body count doesn't matter. I care more about like sexual health and history compared to body count I think that like I agree though like if body count comes into the conversation like I'd be interested I think like sometimes I would be like some numbers might still like be like oh a shocker to me but then um I don't know I think I wouldn't like need to process it I don't really know how I would feel on like different body count numbers yet like say if it's like in the 50s or something I'd be like "Mm." (laughs) hmm that's a lot (laughs) but yeah so I don't know I don't know but then is it a lot I don't know oh wait I actually have a good question for you too because I remember we talked about this topic before okay um would you guys have sex with a virgin (laughs) (laughs) that's funny we have talked about this before but it was like not for our podcast (laughs) um honestly I would not mind having sex with a virgin I think that like if it was both consensual consensual and we were in the mood I wouldn't mind trying it out what about you yeah I'd be so happy to have to supervise <laughs> I don't know why that sounds so sarcastic but it did wait was it not sarcastic or you being no it was not it was like genuine like oh. would you be less happy if you ha- had sex with a non-virgin no, I wouldn't. But I do think that, like, if I had sex with a non-virgin, I definitely would have more expectations. Ooh. You sorry, know? What type of <laughs> expectations? Like, and how they would like, you interact have to know with you something. and please you? Mm, maybe not that. Not not that, like, knowing how to please me. Because, like, I feel like that's a, like, discovery thing that we yeah. both have to figure out. But it's the, like, okay, like, if you've... I don't know I guess this is also like a toxic thing to like because you know sometimes I feel like when we talk about body counts with like guys and girls like we know that like they're perceived differently Mm -hmm. and I think to like some degree like if a guy is like yeah I've had like this many body count then I I feel like a part of me is like okay they're like show up <laughs> like show up and show out <laughs> so like I think that's what I have like the expectation like you you gotta be like good enough to like have those number rack up right like, you just can't like <laughs> or what <laughs> if the numbers are high because they're not good <laughs> yeah I feel like the thing about like sex like you said it's like it's an experiential is that even a word like you have to experience it and like discover it with a partner and like sex is always going to change with each partner right you're not gonna like your skills you have it might look different with every new partner and so I don't I think that like in terms of having sex with a virgin like I think that you they can explore and like also learn I think the thing is they have to be willing to learn though like it can't be like just a thing where they like want it done for themselves like they just want to like have their fun like you also have it's a partnership right and so 
I think that they have to be willing to experience it with you, not just for themselves. I have another question. Does size matter? Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you have any questions or want to tell us your story, you can shoot us an email at teambeyondfriends at gmail.com. If you like our podcast, please share it with your friends and give us a rating. You can also follow us on our Instagram at Team Beyond Friends and Facebook at Team Beyond Friends. Until next time! <laughs> you wanted to turn off our cameras? Do you want to turn off your camera? Okay, maybe I'll turn off my camera. That might help. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, let me stretch this out. <clears throat> Ooh, woo. Ooh. Okay. Wait, how did you want us to say our name? Just like very sexy, you know? Sexy. Like, imagine you're talking to, to a guy that you're not interested in. <laughs> like, my name is I'm... not sexy, though. My name is like, my name is, cute. yeah. It's beautiful. My name is not it's sexy. Not sexy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my name is not sexy, too. But I'm okay. like, the tone of it, you know? Like, can you give us an example? Like, it's giving, like, uh, yeah, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, let me turn off my camera. <laughs> yeah, well, how about we can all do that right now? Mike, see your professional phone. I know. <laughs> oh my goodness. Let me just hold on. Erase my whole name, too. <laughs> okay, this is how I imagine, okay? Uh huh. <clears throat> it's <clears throat> Hi, you've reached Beyond Friends. A podcast through our eyes. I'm your girl, Pain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Woo! That's, That's funny. Real... I've never heard you talk like that before. Me yeah? too. So you guys get it? Yeah. <clears throat> I get it, but can I deliver it? We're going to have to find out. <laughs>